What's going on, military cash flow family? Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, I want to talk a, a little bit about before before I introduce the guest, uh, before I get into the actual episode. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, a conversation I had with one of my one of my friends, and um, he's getting he was getting a little frustrated because it's taken so long to get to where he wants um, to to the correct you know I guess that right financial foundation, if you will, uh, before he can uh, purchase his first home or his first investment, right? And he's trying to get a duplex, um, but, he, but he's been talking about it for about six months and he's just really frustrated. He's like, man, I've been listening to your podcast, watching all the videos, uh, and, and I'm just itching, I'm just itching, I'm just itching. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that. You, you might be that person. If you're listening to this now and you're like, man, I really want to, you know, uh, get that first duplex. or I really want to get that second, that second duplex. I know it can be frustrating, but you got to have patience, man. You, you got to remain patient. You got to keep doing what you can do um, until you can get yourself right. And that opportunity presents itself, right? So there are things that you can do while you're remaining patient or while you're building that cash reserve or while you're building that first down payment or what, you know, whatever it takes to get you financially ready or however long it takes to get you, you know, to that point. Um, I mean, you can continue to continue to network. You can continue to educate yourself and you can continue to do, you know, keep yourself in the right mind space. Don't get don't get uh, too overly antsy about this stuff because then you start making bad decisions. You start writing offers on bad deals just because you just want to do a deal, right? So um, I, I would just say, you know, remain patient, dude. Your time's going to come. I know it's frustrating. Hey, I, I'm dealing with the same thing right now, right? I'm just kind of biding my time, sitting back. Uh, I'm getting myself, you know, right, continuing to educate myself um, and, and preparing myself for that next opportunity because when it presents itself, I will be ready and, you know, you, you're ready to go forward. So I just say that to, you know, anyone out there that's listening that that might be going through the same thing that might be just like, hey, man, I really want to get this next property. And and I just feel like I can't get there. Right. So just just be patient, man. If you need to map out your plan. Right. You should be able to kind of come up with some idea of when you'll be able to get, you know, financially ready or when you'll be financially ready. At least you'll have like a time uh, time frame. Um, to kind of expect for when you can, you know, take advantage of those opportunities that present themselves, right? So I just wanted to touch bases on that really quick because um, I, I really think <laughs> there there are a few people out there that are uh, that may be dealing with that, right? And if you're dealing with that, you know, um, and you and you need to uh, and you need someone else that might be able to look at your situation and and, and maybe there's something that you're not seeing that um, that I might see or Mike might see. Hit us up on. Um, the hit us up on IG or comment on one of our, our YouTube videos and we'll be sure to uh, reach out to you and talk to you and and see if we can't come up with something uh, that that might that might suit you you know so we are here to help all right so with that said our guest today is Mark Delaney all right and we talk about some really cool stuff we mainly talk about uh, transitioning right so um, at some point whether it be at the 20 year mark or well before that mark, we're going to transition as soldiers, right? And if you've, if you've already transitioned, then you're familiar with the process, the SFL TAP process, if you're in the army or whatever it is, whatever the program is called in, in your particular branch. But um, there are a lot of resources um, that, that 
soldiers get overwhelmed with or, or people just kind of get overwhelmed with they kind of throw them at you so fast or they gear you into one direction or they push you into one direction right and that might not be what's best for you and that might not be really what you want you might want to be an entrepreneur right um and there might not be classes or, or programs that are that are kind of kind of helping you get there well in this podcast mark goes over all of those programs uh, that can help you as you transition out um, whether it be you know, you want to go back to school and, you know, get your graduate degree. You want to um, um, be an entrepreneur, right? Um, whether you want to do real estate, obviously you can listen to us and we can help you out with that. But we, we talk about a lot of different things to help soldiers transition. A lot of those resources that are not talked about often, right? So uh, we're going to talk, talk about that. And then we also touch on some of uh, a little bit about real estate as well. So um, he does have, he does, uh, he is a, a rental property owner. So he talks about that, you know, he's an accidental landlord, but um, talks a little bit about his journey with real estate as well. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and this is the Military Cashflow Podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, military cash flow family? Today, we got a special guest, Mark Delaney. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate that. Um, would you please let us know a little bit about yourself, who you are, and uh, what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll give you the, the, the quick version because I'm sure we'll get into some other things later and everything. But my name is Mark Delaney, a prior Army. So I spent eight years in the Army. And then as I was going through the transition process of leaving the military, I uh, felt just some frustrations in the transition journey as anyone who has you know, decided to exit out of service can kind of recognize with. And so not finding the answers that I wanted, I decided to scratch my own itch. And I started writing on my website called The Veteran Professional. It's theveteranpro.com. So as I found programs, resources, bits of information that were useful to me, I then shared it on the website. Uh, that then transitioned into starting a podcast called uh, The Veteran Semi-Professional. The semis dropped in there because I wanted to talk about some things other than career professional life and talk about uh, you know, mental health and other things that affect the veteran community. Um, so I've been doing that for about a year now and absolutely love it. Uh, additionally, I'm just finished up my first year um, at business school. So I'm working on my, my MBA at the University of Virginia. And so I got another year of school left. And that's where I'm at right now. So located in Charlottesville, Virginia. So you're taking advantage of all of the things that you talk about uh, on your platform, right? A lot of yeah. the uh, transition periods and things like that. But let's dive into your personal journey, right? So um, one, where did your, oh, just give us a, a brief backstory of, of your military career, right? And then kind of, I'd love to transition into your mindset and where you were at when it came time to decide, hey, do I want to get out or stay? Because you're at an eight-year mark. I and mean, that's like that. That's right. Right. That's right there where everybody has that tough decision at. So would yeah. you mind just uh, explaining some of that for us? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, to give you a, a brief overview of my, my military background. So I went to the University of Maryland, did ROTC there, uh, commissioned into the infantry. So started off as an infantry officer, was there for four years, served in the 82nd Airborne at uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, then decided to go over to civil affairs. And so I entered into, the, you know, for those of you who aren't, 
army related. It's a, it's a small role within the special operations community. Um, so we're like, we're one of the, the three soft branches within, within the army. So went over there, was there for four years, deployed to Syria. Uh, and then, you know, if, if you, if you, if you want to call it a deployment, I went to, went to Saudi Arabia as well. Uh, you know, got deployment pay, but lived, lived in a Marriott for six months. So like, you know, hesitate to call it a deployment anyway. So then decided somewhere around, um, when I was at like my six to seven year mark or something that I, I decided I wanted to get out. And there was a, a couple of factors that came to that, you know, leading me to make that decision. The first one was I was looking at, you know, my next, my next career options and what was ahead of me. And I wasn't super excited about it. Um, you know, it looks like they'd be cool jobs, but it just, it, it wasn't necessarily like what I joined the army to do. So I wasn't stoked by what was ahead of me. Additionally, in, in full disclosure, I'd had a, a series of failed relationships that all, you know, broke down around either a deployment or around a PCS. Um, and it was just, it was just weighing on me, you know, just to, just to be honest, like that was, that, that was tough. Just constantly having that happen in my life. Um, and then additionally, you know, I have a, a bit of an entrepreneurial itch, you know, kind of like running the show and the podcast and everything and probably figure that out. And, you know, I thought about trying to start something and like build a business while I was in the military. And just me personally, I decided that uh, I just didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to just focus on my military career and, you know, decided not to do that. And so I knew that if I, if I really wanted to dedicate myself to that, I was going to have to exit out of the military. Uh, and so it was kind of a confluence of those various factors. And then also overlay that with, you know, when I, the, the timing kind of worked out, you know, I got out when I was 30 years old, I had, you know, the hundred percent GI bill didn't have a family to support. And so it was just a lot of the, the, the things that, you know, can cause people to want to stay in. I didn't have a way in against me, um, or, you know, I didn't have in my decision-making process. And so that's the, the full story of, you know, why I decided to exit out of the army. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting um, piece, especially with you being like, like an, an officer as well. And then you're at the eight year mark, because that's right around, you got a couple more years and you're making major. And then a lot of people look at it as like, hey, that's, that's a nice little pay bump right there. So right. might as well stay in kind of finish out the full the rest of it. So um, you mentioned that some of the things you had ahead, you were not really looking forward to. What were some of those things? You know, I was looking, I think in particular, uh, just in, in the branch that I was in, in civil affairs, um, company commanders are very much, you're basically a staff officer, even even, even when you are a company commander, essentially, that's just really kind of how it works. You know, when our company uh, deployed, I saw my company commander and basically she was just put into a, you know, two-star level staff. And, you know, she was trying to like do commander things on top of that. But in reality, like the bulk of her time and effort was in doing staff work for two star that she was working for. Making slides. <laughs> I didn't want to say quite like that, but like, let's be, we all know that's what was happening. Right. Um, and unfortunately, like, that's just kind of how it works in the, in the software in particular. Like you, when you're coming to commander, you're not out there, you know, out, out with the troops doing the things. And if I had stayed in the infantry, maybe that would have been the, the path in front of me, but uh, in, in the CA world, that just wasn't, wasn't what was going to happen. And so um, looking at that and then knowing, you know, going for being a, a glorified staff officer, a glorified commander, but in reality, your staff officer, then to go being a staff officer again, it just wasn't what I wanted to go do and overlaid, you know, everything else that I also discussed, it just, it was the right, right inflection point for me. Okay. All right. Now um, you mentioned 
I guess a little bit offline, we're talking a little bit offline. You mentioned that um, you were going through the transition process, right? And I guess there were some things that you didn't know or uh, some things that you continued to find out more. Um, and that's kind of what sparked you to start putting out information and doing more research and so on and so forth. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So what I saw, there were three, three big dynamics that I saw <clears throat> lacking in the transition process. The first one is that there are a gazillion resources out there for veterans. Uh, you know, I had a, um, uh, a venture capitalist on my show, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something. And he's done like a ton of research on, on veterans and entrepreneurship and veteran assistance and everything. And like the veteran cause is the most dense uh, charitable cause that is out there. Like we have, the, there, there are way more nonprofits for like that purpose than any other area or specialty, like density wise. Right. But sifting through them all is utterly exhausting. And it's overwhelming so too. Many, right? it's, it's completely overwhelming, yeah. completely overwhelming. Like you, you, you could spend all day, every day looking at them and still probably not figure out every single one that's out there. And so I went into, but, but I saw that there were some that just, I kept hearing over and over again. There were some that I was like, these are top notch and I want to let people know about them. And there's some other ones that, you know, it's just like, it kind of don't even waste your time on. Um, and so part of my platform was like wanting to push those ones to the top that I kept hearing over and over and over again and let people know about this. So that was one. Then another thing that I saw was that uh, there's not a lot of information about being a vet going to graduate school. Okay. Now, lots of people leave both officers enlisted and warrant officers alike with bachelor's degree already in hand. And now, you know, they have a GI bill or something and they're, they're prime candidates to go get a graduate degree. But um, all of the focus is on getting vets to undergraduate institutions. And it's awesome. And there's some fantastic organizations out there that do, that do really good work. And I don't want to take away from anything that they're doing. All I'm saying is I think that they're, they're, I saw a missed opportunity and having all these people with fantastic, you know, leadership experience and world experience and everything armed with a GI bill or however they're going to pay for graduate school. And there just wasn't the, the amount of resources that I thought there should be amount of information out there that I thought there should be for, for that population. And then the last thing that I saw and I felt was that the entire, the entire system, the entire ecosystem of the transition process was just pushing me and everyone around me to go get a job, just like a J O B job, like just get something, get that paycheck, get the nine to five and like, let's all check that block. Right. And I think if you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Right. And I think that's just leaving. Like I know our generation uh, and, and veterans in general, like we're better than that. And we, we can do more than that. And like, we have a lot more to give, uh, you know, ourselves and our country than just going to get a job. job. Um, and so I, I wanted to show people, uh, you know, pass to, higher level careers. I wanted to show them past entrepreneurship. I wanted to show them like, there's so much out there else that you can do besides just going to get a paycheck somewhere. I really, really like that. Cause um, I mean, I've been in eight years coming up on nine years now. And then um, I've seen a lot of that as well. Like I I've noticed every, every soldier I talk to, you know um, when they're about to transition, Hey, what are your goals are? What, what, what are your plans? And um, typically the ones who thought it ahead, they, they usually have a, have a good idea and have some idea what they want to do. Uh, but the ones who haven't, they're mainly relying on the transition process that the military has to kind of come up 
come up with that for them, right? Uh, and I've noticed that every single one, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in this transition program and they're telling me, well, what is, what is I think it's called uh, SFL TAP. Or right. Maybe they changed yeah. it or something like that. Yeah, but, that, 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 that's the Army's version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, every single one, they're like, yeah, we're, we're doing resume building, we're doing this, we're doing this, and it's all geared towards getting, you know, getting a another job. But if, if you had any recommendations, what would those recommendations be to, I mean, I know you said you kind of introduced entrepreneurship or things like that, but what, what else would you, uh, would you recommend? So I'll, I'll, I'll briefly touch on it. I, I just had a conversation the other day with someone and I, I think it, it teases out a couple of things that I, I like want to highlight for the audience. Okay. Um, and so w- one of the things is, you know, some of the reason that I think people want to go get just a, a, a job, a paycheck is, you have a family to provide for, right? And there's absolutely like, like you got kids, you got, you got you know, a spouse, you got a mortgage and you're like, I, I, I need money. Like I don't have time to, you know, go work on a startup for six months or something or, or whatever, right? And that's, that is a completely justifiable reason, all right? But I will tell you just a brief story of someone that I spoke the other day who kind of can like flip that around on his head, all right? Um, so I went on, I was listening to this panel about entrepreneurship through acquisition. So acquiring businesses. Okay. Now, most people hear this and they're like, Dude, there's no way I can buy a business, man. I don't have like $5 million sitting in the bank to go buy a company. That sounds ridiculous. And then like you start looking at it a little bit more and you're like, well, I didn't go to Harvard. I don't have, you know, a fancy MBA from Stanford or something like this path isn't for me. Well, the guy I was talking to was, you know, uh, an E7 in the, in the army, um, didn't have a fancy graduate degree, didn't go to Harvard, didn't go to Stanford or Yale or anywhere else. And he went onto this site called searchfunder.com, put on there like, hey, I'm looking to buy a business in this area. I'm a veteran. Immediately, people started hitting him up and like, I want to invest in you, okay? He said he went out to dinner with a couple of people and it was like one guy, you know, we grabbed wings and beer within 20 minutes. The guy was like, yep, I'll invest 150K in you. Tell me some more about Afghanistan because I'm really interested in that. And like, that's really kind of all the guy I wanted to talk about. And he was just like, I know this will work. And, you know, within four months, this, this guy had acquired a business. He works 830 to 230 and he owns 80% of a company just like that. Right. It, it doesn't have to go be, get a job. And so like, that's just a case I, I highlight of you can like do that things like get the paycheck and you can do that things like give yourself the time with the family, but then also, um, you know, be working for yourself if you want to. Yeah, man, I think that's a that's an excellent point. It's extremely interesting. Um, I, I don't think it's hard for a lot of soldiers I've noticed to think outside of the box of what's presented to you, right? Right. So, I mean, even as um, I, I've noticed, like uh, the NCOs I've worked with, some NCOs that I've worked with, and when they talk to talk to their soldiers, they're usually saying, "Hey, you know, the the job that you do." Um, here can translate over to the civilian sector to get a job. Everything's always translatable over to a job, but we don't talk about the skills that we learn that can also help us be entrepreneurs or uh, managers in our own lane, just like you're talking about buying uh, buying a business. And then also, um, I guess to, to couple that as far as buying a business, not having all the money to, to do this. Yes, you can definitely go and partner um, and, and that you know, um, you can definitely partner and that can definitely work, but you can also, uh, buy other assets as well, like real estate, like we talk on the podcast right. all the time. Right. right. So, right. I mean, you, you right. can pretty much invest through your military career, you know, with that awesome, powerful loan product we have called the VA loan. You talk about yeah. a lot of, you talk about a lot of, um, resources that are provided by the military. And I think that's one, uh, that's, that's also overlooked people, people, 
aren't using it. Um, they're using it, but they're not using it to their advantage. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's a phenomenal story. So, um, so how that, I mean, are you still keeping in touch with that, that, uh, E7? Yeah. 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 Well, he's actually, he's going to be on my podcast here, uh, pretty shortly, but I think probably by the time the episode between the two of us publishes, uh, it probably be like a couple of weeks after that, uh, the one with him will come out. Yeah. We'll definitely have to put a link to that whenever you, uh, you got to send it our way so we can listen to that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are some of the other, um, what do you think are some of the other uh, most overlooked resources that we're not taking advantage of? Yeah, I, I, I definitely will, will, will double tap the, the VA loan for sure. Um, I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about it. They, they think there's like weird rules or something with it. Uh, and they just don't realize how freaking easy it is, <laughs> you know, Yo, I and like how, how, how wonderful it is. And I mean, like I actually just, um, I, I'm not like a, a hardcore real estate investor. I have, I have one property in, in, in Fayetteville, uh, but you know, just refinanced with the, with the VA loan. Like I had acquired it with the VA loan and just refinanced again through, I can't remember the exact name of the program, but it's like the VA streamline program or something VA like that. Earl. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, funny enough, they actually got me through direct mail. I actually like opened the envelope and like read it and whatever, but it was amazing deal. And it was went super smooth. Everything was like super well taken care of it's is a fantastic benefit. And so like, if you're looking to acquire wealth, I mean, I, I can't put you in a better direction than the VA loan. It's awesome. Uh, but if you, if you're feeling some other, you know, entrepreneurial itch, a, a couple of programs and, uh, and organizations that I'll, that I'll point out for sure. Um, so one definitely, definitely, definitely bunker labs. So they are a nationwide organization and they have chapters uh, all across the country and they put on events for, you know, military and military affiliated communities uh, focused around entrepreneurship. And that can take a, a lot of different flavors. You know, um, they run a program called the Veterans and Residents Program for people who have, you know, like are working on a startup. And a lot of them are people who are just having an idea, really. Like you don't have to have, you know, a full fledged, you know, venture backed tech startup or something. Like you can come into them, like, I just kind of have this crazy idea on the back of a napkin right now and apply and like you might get in and they can work with you okay um additionally they run you know events and meetings and everything that's a, it's a great community to to link up with people especially like you know entrepreneurial minded people um and even if you know you're not working on a business or something it's just a good way to hang out and meet other cool-minded vets uh you know, I, i've been to a few events and sometimes people are there like listen like i you know i'm not working on a, a startup or something you know i work for a big financial services company or whatever, but like we have services that are of benefit to you. Let, you know, let's talk. And Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm, I'm a vet too. So like we can kind of share some experiences there. So bunker labs, 10 out of 10 recommend. What, what's um, the spelling? Cause I'm trying to type it down. I'm trying to write it down so I can put it in the show notes is bunker lab with a, with a uh, be like Bravo. Yep. Yep. Okay. Got yeah. it. Cool. So a bunker, like, you know, like a, like a bunker yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting in right. And then labs just All like right, a, cool. a science lab. Yeah. So bunker labs, uh, another great one, especially if you're looking into either, you know, acquiring a business or starting one is called vet to ceo uh, Fantastic guys. They, they put together this program. I think it's about seven weeks long and they take you through everything you need to know about starting a business from 
the different types of entity structures that are out there to, you know, common legal pitfalls. Um, and I know like, you know, this is a very like real estate focused kind of podcast. And so a lot of the stuff that they talk about can you know, be applicable if you're trying to, um, you know, go beyond just having like a couple of properties and like, you know, create, create a full-fledged business around your, your real estate investing. Um, so those guys are, are, are fantastic. Uh, and then the other one I'll also recommend if you have a, a company that is you know, a business that's like kind of actually running and um, you know, you're really kind of like looking to take it to the next level, I would check out Patriot Bootcamp. So they, it's a little more tech focused, but they run these uh, weekend long events where they'll kind of help you out with some stuff. And then they also like really try and connect you with investors uh, and like, you know, the idea, like you have a uh, kind of small fire going and they really like want to throw gasoline on top of it and just get that baby roaring. So when you there's, start, there's ready to scale, right? Right, right. Exactly. All right. Let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our Military Cashflow Real Estate Investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset we teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. Okay, so we got Bunker Labs, we got Vet uh, to CEO, and we got uh, Patriot Bootcamp, more tech focused. I will definitely yeah. put links to those in the show notes. So that sounds really, really good. I love that you're talking about the the entrepreneur aspect because that's what kind of gets me hyped, right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I pretty much say I'm a real estate entrepreneur, right? So I, I love I love everything to do with real estate and also like other, um, other just the entrepreneurial spirit in general, right? I, I absolutely love it. Um, so I love that you're talking about that. But I noticed on your, um, on the, um, the veteran semi-professional, you, you also touch on some of those things that um, are helping individuals kind of get into college and get into kind of like you touched on at the beginning. What are some of those resources that, um, that people can, can easily take advantage of? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so especially if you're looking for the, the undergrad route, okay, uh, service to school is, is, is top notch. They have, so what they do, um, basically if you're applying to any type of, of graduate program or excuse me, any type of school, so undergraduate, MBA, law school, whatever, they will pair you up with an ambassador. And so that is another veteran who has already gone through that process and will be like your, your river guide to help you through that application process. Okay. 
Now, if you are applying uh, for undergraduate programs, services school has hooked up a, what is really like an unfair advantage for veterans in their program. Um, it, it, it's awesome. I, I love it. So like they've, they've paired, they've partnered with, I mean, the, the top notch schools in the country, like all, I think pretty much all of the Ivy leagues. Um, I mean, really like the, the best schools you can talk about in the United States. Okay. And they had this program called vet link. And what it does is it like, it makes it easier for you as a veteran to apply to these, these schools. And like I said, it gives you a leg up over everybody else. It, re it really does. Um, so 10 out of 10 recommend them. Uh, definitely check out Next Step Inbound. So it's a group of former enlisted Marines. And, you know, they're the kind of guys who, I, I think one of them maybe had like a 1.7 leaving high school GPA or something. And he's now at Columbia. Um, so they're the kind of guys, everyone told him, you're not going to go to college. Like you're not going to be successful. And, you know, they're all at Columbia and um, um, like, schools <laughs> and, and, and Princeton right now. Yeah. These guys are just straight crushing it. Okay. So they're awesome. Uh, definitely check out uh, warrior scholar project as well. Again, this is for, if you're applying for undergrad um, warrior scholar project basically puts you through, I want to say it's like a two to three week kind of like boot camp intensive academic process where you're being taught by some of the best professors at the best universities in the country. And it just gives you, kind of gets you back into like an academic mindset. And then like what talking to some of the guys, the next step inbound, actually, who went through warrior scholar program. Um, they're like, it, it gave me this, this boost of confidence that, you know, I thought I was, you know, this junior list in Marine coming out that I was going to be able to cut it at this Ivy league school. And, you know, I started turning in work to Ivy league professors and they're like, yeah, like you're, you're, you're hanging with the, the best of my class right now. So you belong here. Uh, because having that imposter syndrome can really can can be a real thing for for vets in higher ed, um, and so that's one of the the fantastic programs that's out there to remove that for people. Yeah, that's phenomenal, man. Um, that is, I'm actually kind of going through that right now, right? So uh, I got the grad so option, which for those yeah. who don't know, it's like a you get to go to school for two years, whatever school you want to go to for two years, obviously you have to get accepted. Uh, but your whole primary focus during those two years is just to just to study. And this is kind of one of those things um, that uh, that the, another program the military offers, I'm not sure if they still offer this or not. But um, I know they have different programs like this, for sure. Right. So um, but, you know, part of the, part of the uh, process that I'm going through now is I got to take the GMAT. I got to study for GMAT. Well, shoot, man, I've been out of school for like, <laughs> like eight years. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be yeah. looking up some of these, uh, some of these uh, programs here. Uh, definitely going to be looking up some of the programs here to, to, to try this out to better my chances of getting into. Are, uh, are you, are stuff. you thinking business school? Is that like what you're looking at? Well, I'm actually, so because, you know, my, me and my wife are both dual military, right? So right, our right. plan is to try to go to Fort Bragg. And um, I'm, ex I, as you guys know, I run the podcast, right? I'm extremely interested in the real estate. So I'd like to get a um, an MBA with a concentration in real estate or something involving uh, just basically wealth management, right? So gotcha, uh, right okay. now, front runner for me is uh, Campbell University because it's it's proximity to Fort Bragg. Right. And also they have a trust and wealth management uh, degree right there, which is right up my alley. Um, and it'll, it'll allow me to kind of do all the things I want to do, right? So uh, take the two years, take uh, that course along with uh, an, an MBA. They, it's kind of a dual thing or MBA with a concentration of uh, trust and wealth management. So that's kind of what, what, what I plan to do. And then my wife, 
obviously she's right there at Fort Bragg. So um, gotcha. that's kind of what our plans are, but definitely taking advantage of these, these, these opportunities that you're talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I, what I'll tell everyone too, with the, with the standardized <clears throat> tests and everything. Uh, so one through the Jante's program, you can get your first test free. So GMAT, GRE, pretty sure like the L, the, excuse me, um, SAT and ACT maybe as well. Uh, but if you're thinking business school, you know, everyone, the, the traditional wisdom has always been take the GMAT. Uh, I'm sitting here at, at Darden. I took the GRE and I knew lots of people who took the GRE. I took the GRE because I knew I would do better on the GRE than I would do on the GMAT. Um, so if you're thinking of going the business school route, I would encourage you take whatever test you think you're going to do best on. And don't worry about, you know, what it looks like to have the GMAT or the GRE. And then the other thing that I'll, I'll say with that as well is that, uh, so at least for like business school rankings, which are, you know, like it or hate it or super important for everybody, um, they factor in like the average GMAT score into there, but they don't factor in the average GRE score. So what that means is there's like a little more wiggle room. There's a little more like risk tolerance from the school to get like a little bit lower GRE score because they're not reporting that for the rankings. Dude, that's an excellent, that's an excellent point. I like that. I like that. I don't have yeah. to look into that now. So um, that's great. Um, yeah, man. So I, I, let's, let's talk a little bit about your, um, your journey with the semi-professional, the veteran semi-professional, man. Um, what are you, what are you doing with that? What is your, what is your, like your goal with that? I mean, we talked about scaling a business, right? So um, right. where are you going with that? How is that, how is that uh, scaling? I'll, I'll start off on how it started. Okay. So, um, you know, my game plan was I got out of the army and end of 2019 and I was, you know, set to start my grad program, uh, in August, 2020. Okay. So I had this, you know, nine, 10 month period of, of freedom that I was like, I'm going to go travel the world, man. Just go like do all the things, have all the adventures, all the stuff. Uh, I got like three months in and then COVID hit and <laughs> And I was in, I was in Bolivia, uh, traveling around backpack around South America. And I had put all my stuff in storage, you know, I left the army, didn't have a job at this point. So I'm like homeless and unemployed. Okay. And I yes. text my, yeah, I text my sister and I'm like, oh, like, can I, can I move in with you? Cause I need to come back to the United States. And she was like, can you come here tomorrow? Because, you know, she and my brother-in-law were trying to transition to remote work and they got two small kids in the house and everything. So I moved in with them and it was kind of like a part-time uncle Manny living with my sister. All right. Full disclosure. Uh, so I'm in, we're kind of in quarantine and, you know, I was working on my website, working on the veteranpro.com writing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm kind of bored. Let me start a podcast. And so the first one was uh, I called someone else up that I knew that was doing, you know, business school. And I was like, do you, let's just like have a couple of beers and, and talk about applying to business schools. And that's really all we did. And then it just kind of snowballed and everything. So the, the intent of the show is to, we have two different types, types of episodes. So uh, the first one that we do is called the weekly sit rep. Uh, and so if you're, if you're on Instagram at all, you, you probably know who sit reps to steer is. He's, he's got a fantastic meme page that probably most people know about. So Kyle and I get together every week and we talk about business and politics from the past week on effort to help you understand the civilian world that you're running into. So like the, the new operating environment of being outside the military. Additionally, I then interview people about their lives and careers after the military to show people, you know, the various career options that are out there and like how they might go about achieving, you know, uh, going down that route and achieving those goals and everything. And 
you know, I, I said, I think I said earlier that, you know, the reason I added the, the semi-professional in there is because I also wanted to expand that conversation into talking to people about, um, about mental health, about depression, anxiety, suicide, the things that, you know, unfortunately plague our, our community. Um, and I wanted to have, like, I knew talking about it was a, was a better form to be able to have those types of conversations. And so I wanted to move beyond just doing, um, you know, just doing career and professional talk. And so like, that's why I kind of opened that up that to that part of the show. So as far as my goal and everything, you know, we've been kind of steadily increasing viewership and everything. Um, and, you know, I, I had a friend text me two weeks ago or something and say, you know, Hey man, like, like whenever you want to quit the podcast thing and get a real job or something, like, come let me know. And I was like, dude, I'm having so much fun, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to stop. Um, and like what, what I kind of tell everyone about, about the podcast is, you know, I, I want to grow it. I, I want to get as many people to listen to it as possible. Cause I, I think that I'm doing good things for the community. Uh, but I'll fully admit some of like the personal benefits that come from it as well. So one, it's, it's been a tremendous networking tool for me. Um, I can go to anyone and be like, Hey, do you want to talk about yourself for 45 minutes? And nobody says no to that people. It's super easy. Okay. Uh, Case in point, I mean, all you do is ask me, hey, Mark, you want to talk about yourself for 45 minutes? And I was like, yeah, sure, right? You ask me a couple of questions and I just get going. Uh, so it's been hugely beneficial to, to get, kind of get my foot in the door with some people. Um, and then just like the, the feeling of satisfaction that I get from, you know, talking to some like really cool, really cool vets out there who are doing some awesome things. Like I, I get so much personal benefit out of it. If, you know, one person listens to it every week and it's just one person, like that person loves it, then I'm going to keep doing it. Oh man, I, I definitely feel that. I definitely understand that a lot. You know, um, yeah. I, I've had a few times um, people have stopped me like um, when I was at Fort Drum and even here at Fort Stewart and like, hey, um, you look so familiar. Do you, you know, <laughs> I think I've seen you on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. And they're yeah. like, oh man, I learned so much from, so, you know, about the VA loan and, I, and, and now I'm doing this and now this, and we get so many cool stories from people that we have no, had no idea um, that, that we've affected and, and the ability to, to, uh, I guess, affect or influence other people um, into, uh, into building their financial you know, their financial future is just awesome. And then when you hear those stories, it's so rewarding. So I'm sure you get the same, uh, the same, that same feeling that you're talking about right now. So it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I kind of think about it is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the army anymore. I'm, I'm not a soldier. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that like, you know, veteran is necessarily the, the first part of my identity at all, but this will absolutely always be a, a part of who I am. You know, um, my, my best friends are the guys that I served with, you know, one of them is still serving right now. Uh, you know, the picture is like right above me right now. You can't see it, but, um, like those are my best friends. Those are my, my, some of my absolute best memories and like the highs and the lows, you know, but before I joined my, my dad was in the Navy and I remember him like kind of pulling me aside one time and he's like, you know, Mark, you're going to have your highest highs and your lowest lows. And damn if it wasn't true, because some of like the absolute just best moments that were just phenomenal came while I served and it, some low ones too. Um, but I want to be able to stay connected to the community of people that, that I've worked with and, and care about and, and frankly, just love. Yeah, man, that's, 
That's awesome, dude. I definitely, definitely feel all, everything you said. That that's crazy. We got some, uh, some other synergies that I didn't know there. My, I'm a Navy brat too, man. So that's yeah, cool. yeah, 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 man. So I can't let you leave here without talking about real estate, right? So you sure. mentioned that you had, yeah. you mentioned that you had a rental property. You know, we're yeah. gonna just transition just a little bit, right? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this is Military Cash Flow Podcast, and we do talk real estate, right? So please, can you give us some information about the your rental property? How'd you, how'd you go about finding it? How'd you finance it? Obviously, you know, you did the VA loan, but um, and then you said, I'm assuming you're renting it out right now. So can you talk us through some of that? Yeah, 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 sure. So uh, I had zero intent of like turning this into a investment or excuse me, like, like, like a rental property. It was really, you know, I was, uh, I was debt-free. I was, you know, like a 26, 27 year old captain stationed at Fort Bragg, you know, had, had some deployment money sitting in my back pocket. I had a roommate lined up to, to, you know, pay half my mortgage with and everything. Right. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what, let's, let's get a house. Why not? Um, I got the VA loan sitting there as well. So I can do this for, for no money down. Um, so I wish that I'd had like a better process than, than going on Zillow and just like looking and then contacting like the first real estate agent that I came across. But that's kind of how it worked out. If I go back, I, I wouldn't have done that because uh, she wasn't necessarily, she definitely was not like the, the best real estate agent who was looking out for my my every interest at the, the the top of her at the top of her list, but I was too stupid to know any better at the time. Um, but through kind of sheer dumb luck, uh, the house that I ended up acquiring was like right down the street from her. And so she was out walking her dog one night. She saw the for sale sign up, called me immediately, and put her <laughs> offer in Come right away. Neighbor. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. Uh, she called me like right away. She's like, "Mark, house, great." Uh, we went and checked it out. It was fantastic. You know, my, uh, my dad lives in Raleigh. So like he had just bought a house in Raleigh, not too far away. And, you know, he gave me the number for his home inspector. Like that guy checked it out. Uh, gave me, I, I will say too, I didn't realize again, like, you know, I was kind of too stupid to know any better at the time, but like the home inspector that I got through my dad, this guy was absolutely phenomenal. Like he gave me this like 70 page report about this house. And it wasn't until I then, you know, was renting a house on the other side of Fort Bragg when I saw the home inspection report and it was like two pages. And I was like, this is accepted because this is not what this guy gave me. Um, so I would say like, you know, if you can find a fantastic home inspector, I mean, he basically gave me this like giant to-do list of here's everything you could possibly ever wish to do in this house. And yeah, every, every, it was amazing. And that's super important. Just, just really quick. Why that's super important is because especially as the buyer, right. right. He's, he's finding all the deficiencies. Right. And that's, giving you ammo to go back and negotiate either the price or the terms, right? With the, with the actual seller. 2019 was, wasn't as a hot of how to market as it is right now. And so with that 60 or 70 page, you know, page document that you had there with all the faults and all the things that are messed up about the house that gave you a lot of power to go back and say, Hey, I want to renegotiate price because, or can you fix all X, Y, Z, you know, um, so that's extremely powerful. And then also about the, yeah. the realtors, man, all realtors, all real estate professionals in general are just not built the same, right? right. So uh, shameless plug, if you're looking for some, please just go to our website. We literally link veterans up with realtors for free. <laughs> so yeah. no, cost, no cost to you. And it's literally to avoid situations just like that. So I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, closing the house, no problems. Uh, lived there for, for a couple of years, you know, had, had roommates probably 75% of the time or something. So, you know, they were paying half my mortgage, which was awesome. Um, 
And then when I decided to, to move out, I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is a good house. It's in a good neighborhood. Uh, you know, I think it's a strong rental property spoke to a property manager and she was like, yeah, I, th- I think we can get this rented pretty easily. We did get it rented pretty easily. The first tenant was an absolute nightmare. Um, absolute nightmare. I mean, I was, I was on the phone with the property manager every day, multiple times a day. You know, she told me, she's like, Mark, I've been doing this for 27 years and this is the, the craziest person <laughs> I've ever dealt with. Okay. So that was not the norm. All right. That person was only there for about a month. Uh, and then we eventually like it got her out and then, you know, I got another tenant in about a couple of weeks later and they've been there for, I think like two and a half years. And I have not heard a peep out of them. Just been like every month I, I open an email and it says, you know, here's your statement from your property manager. It's the, the amount that I expect. And like, that's all I do with it. It's awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And you got to, while you were living there, you, you had some roommates and you're doing the house hack method, right? Right. So exactly. uh, you're getting to pocket some of your, most of your BH, I imagine if you, they're paying right. half your rent, you're getting to being able to pocket your BH and then, uh, you know, do what, what, with whatever you wanted to. And your while your roommate was helping you pay down the debt that you owe on that asset, which is in turn, basically building your net worth, right? So like the, exactly. the difference between the debt that you owe and the, you know, the home value, that's, uh, that's, that's equity right there. So that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then you moved out and you're just continuing to rent it, renting out. And uh, I'm sure you're, you know, you just did the Earl. So did you do a, a cash out refi or did you just do, just do the, um, just, just a straight refi. refi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm sure you're, you're looking at the, the value of your home now and you're like, damn, <laughs> I got some major yeah. equity in it now. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's nice right now. Yeah. So that's nice, man. That's nice. All right, man. Um, dude, you've talked us through, through a bunch of stuff. We talked about how we can help uh, other service service members out, how you're, you're doing that through your, through your uh, platform. Um, we talked about some real estate. I got to, we got to, got to dive into a little bit of real estate. So I'm happy about that. Um, if there was one piece of advice that you can give any service member out there, what would that one piece of advice be? 100% lean into the vet net. Okay. It is, it is real and it is powerful. Whatever, you know, whatever career you're interested in, whatever school you want to go to, whatever, uh, you know, market you want to invest in real estate in, find other, other veterans in that community and, and tap into them. Okay. And I don't want to say that, you know, only have veterans in your network. Absolutely not. Definitely don't do that. But it is a fantastic way to start. And I find that, you know, there's, there's bonds of service do not end after the uniform comes off at all. Um, you know, I talk with guys who served 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And like, they just still, the moment you say like, yeah, I was in the army. I mean, it's like everything else stops. They're like, yep, you're the guy I'm talking to you right now. And like everyone else, it's just kind of like bullshit in the background. Um, Start it's, going it's through units and what they went through, you know, yeah, and you got some shared, you find those shared little common things, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so whatever, whatever your query is, start off, start off with some vets in there and, and reaching out to them. Um, and then kind of like what I always typically found too, is vets will usually give you the very straight, honest answer on whatever is happening, uh, that you're, that you're curious about. Um, and so it's another good reason to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal advice. I mean, that's, um, I don't think anyone's actually said that as their, as their, uh, their parting, you know, thing that they would give. Right. I think, 
reaching out to a vet is probably the easiest way to gain a foothold in whatever, whatever business or whatever, you know, career option that you're trying to do because of exactly what Mark just said there, you know, you have those, those shared common interests, they're going to be upfront and honest with you. And it's just, we, we kind of have this, this somewhat of a tight knit community, even if it's not the same branch, man, like that's, that's the even cooler thing. Cause we brought Marines on the podcast airport, the only, the only certain branch that we have not brought on the podcast yet is space force so if you're listening to this in your space force and you're involved in real estate please come talk to us because uh <laughs> you'd be the first but um but yeah man just got a, got a a lot of shared interest in and we find a lot of commonalities within other military service members so i, I think it's i think it's awesome well well said very well said yeah man so thanks so much for coming on the podcast Wow, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you record sometimes. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And so thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate that. How can our guests get in contact with you? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, follow me on the socials. So on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, just go to at the veteran professional. Okay. And I can go to my website, which is theveteranpro.com. Um, and then you can look up the, the podcast, which is the veteran semi-professional. Okay. And then additionally, if you want to reach out to me directly, go to uh, mark at the veteran email me directly right there. I, I respond to everybody. Nice. Nice. Again, all those links are going to be down below. So please uh, make sure you reach out to Mark and uh, check out the, um, the veteran semi-professional podcast, man. I've been listening to a couple episodes that they're really, really good, man. So, and they give a lot of uh, valuable information, especially if you're trying to go off to college. I think like the first, one of the first two or three episodes was, was uh, purely focused on MBA. So uh, right. that's, that's pretty cool, man. And what you can gain from it. So uh, make sure you reach out to Mark. Um, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, make sure you leave a like, hit that notification bell. We really appreciate that. Leave a comment below. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, make sure you leave us a review. We really appreciate those. Um, other than that, um, this is Dan Wynn signing off. <laughs>